faces drunk with monks. Drunk with monks. Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome into Drunk with Monks. We're back, dude. Uh, We're freaking back. We just love taking hiatus Yeah, we do. Hiatus. Yeah, we do. Hiatus. We like to build up the amount of things that happen so we have more things to talk That's about. That's a good point. I'm Yannick Berkovitz. That guy over there is Trevor Messenger. Yeah, he is. We are Drunk with Monks. That is at Drunk with Monks on Twitter and on Instagram, Drunk with Monks. Oh, yeah. At Trevor Mess 22 on Twitter over here. Lots to talk about, Trev. You know, as you just said, it's been a minute since we have... Oh, good. Talked or gotten on the air here. We're watching this live game between the D-backs and the Padres. Darvish on the mound. Yeah, rough first inning against. Lots of pitches. And against, then guess what our leadoff hitter comes out and does? Swings yeah. at the first pitch, ground out. Grisham. And it wasn't Eric Hosmer. Yeah. <laughs> it was not Eric Hosmer that grounded out to second base, even though that is his favorite thing to do. We have a lot to talk about. Let's, let's start with the positives. Uh, Jake Cronenworth yep. has been on an absolute tear, which... Not to toot our own horn here, but but we're gonna. There was never any doubt in our None. minds, at least, and for a majority of Padre fans that we've come across and that we've talked to, I feel as though most of them, you know, believed he would be able to turn it around. Boy, has he turned it around! Yeah, every, everyone kind of had the same sentiment. I I didn't hear really any panic to do with him. Yeah, and that's includes all the podcasts I listen to, all the all the Twitter that I surf, all the. Articles I read, none of them had any kind of Jake Ronenworth panic. Everyone was just like, he's going to be fine. And guess what? He's more than fine. Yeah, go ahead and read off those stats that you were just looking at, Trev, because what he, what he's done – I mean, first of all, I think he's going to win NL Player of the Week because I think, I think this past week he's hitting like – He should, but we know how that works. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's well-deserving, very well-deserving. In his last 30 games, he's batting at a three nineteen clip in average. His OPS is 922. <laughs> 922, and he's everyone. Got 25 runs batted in. That's that. Those are absurd numbers. The boy is hitting to all fields for power. He's hitting gaps. He's hitting bombs. He's doing it Here's all. Here's a fun stat: walks and hits combined, double his strikeouts. I mean, actually, more than double by one. What more can you ask for? And, Nothing. And now, you know, given the void of of Machado with. The ankle injury that occurred last night, which guess was, who steps into the three hole, which was tough for all of us. You know, Jake Cronenworth's now batting third. It's 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 great to see him now. There obviously were some idiots on Twitter who were saying we should have traded Cronenworth. No, don't no, <laughs> which is ridiculous because of the value that this guy brings at the cheapest rate possible. Yeah, this is one of my big problems with with this fan base and with with this Twitter sphere is. AJ Preller has cultivated this culture that is extremely focused on trades and impatient, yeah, just and overall impatience. And, and I think he just hit a tater. He just hit a bomb. He just hit I an mean, absolute, absolute bomb to the Crone Zone missile. Oh wow. my goodness! Right, right as we're talking about this man, he's right on cue, baby. Scorching hot, this guy. Oh, thank you for the fantasy points, Mister Cronenworth. Wow, I appreciate that. that ball was wrecked. absolutely destroyed. Exit Velo, 109. Woo! Yeah, that's that's awesome. Machado, rest easy, young man. You'll be fine. You'll Goodness be fine. gracious. Yeah, we've become too trade happy and yeah. too focused on trades and what, what transactions. And I'm like, yo, chill. 
Yeah. Think about the trades. We, it's like, look at the Adam Fraser trade last year. You got rid of Tuco Pita Marcano, who they're, they're they. I don't know who they is, but they're calling him a super utility player. Yeah. You know who could use one of those right now? The Padres. I don't know. We have. I know, but that's him. just the first one. Look at True. the Clevenger trade. Clevenger, who we've gotten a grand total of like 15 starts out of. Yeah. Naylor, Owen Miller, Cal Quantrill. We could use all three of those players right now. Yeah. All three of them. All three of those players are extremely successful. And oh, by the way, the Guardians just beat the Dodgers in a series. Yeah. With those three as major contributors. No, yeah. No question. Listen. That's I, just my little problem that I have with this this Preller culture. The the culture for sure is problematic. However, I will say this about what's going on. So there's obviously a lot of negative sentiment around Preller's big moves and stuff like that. I will say, I'm going to go on the record here and say, he's won a majority of the trades that he's been a part of. The big one that he lost was Ty France. Yep. But you're not going to win every single one. And obviously, none of us saw this ceiling for Ty France. I mean, this guy is playing. He's one he, of the, he looks like the best first baseman in baseball. Yeah, he does. Like, yeah, he does. No he's absolutely going to start the All Star game in, in the American League at like, first. At, at least at first base. Maybe not. Maybe DH. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know. Is Rizzo D, DH for the Yankees? Because he's balling. No, he plays first. But well, he, yeah. he's going to have one of those spots. He's yeah. absolutely going to have one of those spots. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, he's going to be an the All-Star. the thing we've been talking about with Manny Machado starting yeah. the All-Star game he, yeah. in the National League. He's either going to play third base or DH. He'll be an All-Star, no question about it. So that's the trade that he lost. However, I will say, overall, no one saw that coming to that extent. And a majority of the trades he's won, and, and this roster is so ready to compete, and I commend Adrian Peller for doing what he's done in seven years. However long it's been, six, seven years. Seven the years roster ago. now is in Great position to compete. Obviously, we're probably I would honestly venture to say we're like a piece away from being like I, I would agree a with true that. perennial championship contender. And that piece is like very attainable in the offseason via trade, whatever, for a corner outfielder or maybe just two outfielders. I think whatever it's attainable this season. Yeah. I really think it's attainable this season. It definitely I could think be. that I don't know what kind of year Brian Reynolds is having. Yeah. But he's still my top target. He's I, I, he's he's not playing well. He's not playing well, but he's He's got an established track oh, record. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a good player, and he's a position of need. And he'd be hit, he'd be way more hidden in the Padres lineup than where he's exposed. Yeah, that's in, in, yeah, in that's in the other thing is like he's sitting over there in Pittsburgh, where like the only <laughs> chance they have to win is when they play the Cubs. Yeah, he yeah. comes over here, he immediately becomes a contributor. Oh, instantly. And you don't, I don't think, but because of how he's playing this year, you don't have to mortgage the farm for him. Totally not. You may have to trade a top prospect yeah. and. I'll be honest, I'm a little more comfortable sending Robert Hassel over than I am James Wood right now. James Wood looks amazing. You, you've you been singing his praises for a long time, and we love us some Bobby Barrels. But yeah, Bobby Barrels is I don't know, man. I, I, know, I, they're, I say, both, they're similar age. I say don't, I say don't do it because, because – I mean, we're, we're going to have to upgrade the outfield at the deadline. That's, that's my point. Why? I, why? 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 Yeah, why? Because Profar is our only contributor. Profar's – Playing out of his mind. Love Profar. But he's our only contributor in the album. I, I like Nomar Mazar quite a bit. I do too, but he's we only going to talk about like 15 games. Bro, we have Ruiz, who's probably going to get called up eventually. Hopefully I think he, he will. continues raking. I think I don't will. think we need to trade anyone because I just love, and I think a lot of people would probably disagree with me on this, and I understand why. I want to win too, and... and but you don't I want to mortgage want the, the timeline. But man, it's not even about... Yeah, the, fu- the future is now. Because That's, yeah, Tatis... I agree with you. Tatis, Gore, Abrams, Hassel, Wood, 
you know, Ruiz, all these guys are going to be on the exact same timeline. Like, but that don't you is think, scary. Don't you think that Brian Reynolds, which we've talked about before, Brian Reynolds is Robert Hassel's ceiling, essentially. They're more or less the same player. And Brian Reynolds is controllable for the next, like, five years. Yeah, There's but no You can't guarantee that, that Hassel's going to come up and produce. You're not wrong. You're Brian not Reynolds, wrong. proven in the major leagues. Proven in the major leagues. That, I, if, if, you, if, you, if you did Hassel for Reynolds straight up right now, I'd do it. I'd pull a trigger. That's, that's an easy, easy trigger pull for me. Easy trigger. You're probably going to have to package one or two others, like a, like a top 30, yeah. another top 30 with him. But if yeah. it's them straight up, I'd, I'd pull the trigger now. That's interesting. I mean, I, or a player to be named later, some cash consideration, something like that, I'd pull the trigger right now. That's an interesting point, but Brian Reynolds is what, 20, 26, 27? 26, 27, something like that, yeah. Hassel's like 21. I think he's like 19 or 20. Bro. Actually. I, mean, I think he's 20. More to the point. This guy can't even drink it. He's hitting for No, I'm, I'm with you. I, I am with you. I think I think Robert Hassel's going to have a spectacular major league career. What I'm saying is you have essentially his ceiling as an established major league ball player that is available at the trade deadline. That's a, I mean, that's obviously a good point. It's hard to debate that. But there's those other there's those other targets like Benatendi. You'd yeah. like to have a little more power than that. I like Benatendi. I, I love Benatendi. Be a good, I, I think, think it'd be a good you know acquisition. Here's the thing, man. I think he'd be a great fit. Too. Here's the thing. Power hitters, yes, we're lacking. But when Tatis comes back, mm-hmm. Tatis Which, Machado. Who knows when that's going to be at this point. Tatis Machado and Voit are three of the best damn power hitters in baseball. You know, I don't know if you can ask for much Voight's more than that. The piss out of the ball. I mean, Voight is just raking, yeah. which we're going to get to him in a second. Yeah. But, I mean, we have some good power hitters. Tatis is arguably the best power hitter in baseball. You know? He led, yeah. what, did he lead the league he, in home runs last year? I'd say he's top five. I mean, he hit 40. He hit 42. Three, no, 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 you're right. Bombs no, you're right. Year. I mean, you're, we were talking, I mean, we're talking the likes of Judge, Guerrero, right. Judge Goldschmidt. Like, Judge those, those tr- guys are. Judge is a true power hitter. But Judge, Tatis, is, Judge is looking at. at Beating the, the steroidless record yeah, of sixty-one, he's, he's chasing freak. that. He's a freak. Like he's he Judge. is out of his mind. He's playing center field, right field, whatever. This isn't a Yankees podcast, but Yankees, you got a good one. Congratulations, I recommend signing him. Love me some Aaron Judge. Yeah. he'll sign with the Yankees. Recom- they, they got unlimited money. Recommend signing. Anyway, him. yes, I, we've got some solid power on our team. We do, true. and and frankly, like we said, Cronenworth uh, starting to hit with more power. Yeah, which we just you know, saw. which he's capable of. He's easily capable of hitting twenty five home he's runs. He's such a year. great doubles hitter too. He's such a good he's doubles just hitter. Such a great doubles hitter. He just and barrels was, the ball. Up. I was just talking to you about this off off air. It's just like yeah. hit for doubles. Yeah, that's what we want to see. We want to see doubles. When you hit for doubles, home runs come. Manny Machado's I think his his career high is like thirty seven home runs. But the man in one year hit fifty one doubles. Yeah, like the man hits for doubles, and because of that. Because that's the the way his swing is, the power comes and finds him. Yeah, and that's that's what we're looking for in this lineup. Right, that's what we're looking for in this lineup, and that kind of leads. I don't know if we want to segue to this right now, but that kind of leads me to our our problems with Hassan Kim. Is I think that he is really really trying to hit the ball out of the yard, like try. And you shouldn't be trying. He should be just putting the bat on the ball. And yes, he's gotten really unlucky. But I think he was conditioned to being a very legitimate power threat in the KBO, and it's just not translating over mm-hmm. to the Major League Baseball. Yeah. I think he needs to relax into his swing and just get on base. Because we've seen, we've seen when he hits a ball, when he hits an actual bomb, 
It looks real pretty. It does. It looks really pretty. It's got a great swing. It's compact. It, it, it is. It's yeah. a great swing. I just think I think he's pressing really hard right now, and I, and that's going to be natural when you're filling the shoes of Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, like, that's it's totally expected. understandable. Yeah, but. What is it? What are we? Seventy games in, almost. Yep. He should be. He should have relaxed into his swing by now. Totally. He and really should have. He had a good stretch there for a bit. You know, he was driving in runs. He was hitting, you know, doubles. All of a sudden, he's hitting clutch hits. Yeah. He settled in for a bit, and I just think he's going through it a bit right now, slumping. Which, the reason it's just getting more magnified now is because we lack offense elsewhere, especially now with Manny Machado out. It's like you can get hidden before if you're giving us lights out defense, which Hassan Kim always does. Always. That's why he's a positive war player. Right. And, you know, lacking that that hitting is is no longer an option given an offense without Machado in you know in the heart of the lineup. It's it's gonna be scary times. And now the weight just gets shifted right onto Cronenworth and, and probably quite a bit of void. So to to tackle something quickly, since I know we sort of segued here quickly, I wanted to talk about uh, before we get back to Hassan Kim, the the swing path and, and talking about how how Hassan Kim has been swinging and how you think he's pressing, which I think is a very fair assessment. The adjustment that Luke Voigt made is so noticeable because, you know, when the season started, people were like, yo, what's this guy Voigt doing? He's, Why does he have this but, massive leg kick and this huge fanning swing? But me and you could see the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, he was walking so much. He was he had a always, really, really, yeah. He was only swinging at good pitches. He's working the count. I was like, every time he was swinging, I was like, that's a pitch that I want you to take that big of a swing on. Like, you have one job. Hit home runs. Totally. Hit home runs, hit doubles. That's all I want from you. you know? Yeah. And Classic. speak of, So Eric Cosmer just grounded into second. Guess, guess what Eric Cosmer just did, everyone? Take a, yeah. t- I'll give you one and a yeah. half guesses. You could be on... Mars right now and be able to guess what what Hosmer's up to. Just you just get a spidey sense like, oh, yeah. Eric Hosmer just grounded out to the second base. <laughs> yeah, I wish, I wish I could get paid a dollar for every time Hosmer. Oh my god, dude! Is. I'd be, we'd be living in the Hollywood Hills. I'd be making his contract right now. Yeah, yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah, you would. Back to back to Voight. So Voight made the adjustment. You could tell his swing is different. It's more Huge compact. It's more yeah. like through the zone. He's not over swinging. And my goodness, are we seeing the difference? Right. It's yeah, it's night and day. I mean, he's playing so Which well. Which is so funny because when he came back from that biceps injury, what he struck out like thirty-five times in eight in thirty at bats. Like yeah, it was record. It was insane in the minor leagues, yeah. and then he came back and he's just absolutely raked. <laughs> Look at Mazzara. Speaking of speaking Look of at which, Mazzara. Mazzara, great great addition. Fantastic. Finally, finally, one of these Rangers connections pays off. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> So this is interesting because Mazar's playing so well. What do we do when Will Myers gets back? Tell him to keep the bench warm. Yeah, right. Ask him how his contract. Ask him how his vacation's going to be in the <laughs> off season. Where does he think he's going to play? How much does he think he's going to make from someone else? Why not move him to first base? See ya, pal. Just move him to first base. I would love to move him to first base. I mean, if you got to get rid of one, sit Eric Hosmer down. Because I don't want to see him anymore. Now that's a perfect segue because you know we obviously love to we love to spend at least five minutes of each episode talking about our favorite player. Oh, obviously. in history and maybe the biggest bargain of a contract anyone's ever seen. And that's Eric Hosmer. I cannot believe we got him for the price we got. Yeah, him. I can't believe goodness. it. We just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, World Series champion got him on got him pennies on the dollar. Highway robbery. This guy, I will. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You and I did not 
care about how hot he came out in April. Oh, dude. Or May, for that matter. April means nothing like, to I, me. This is... How, how, how are Hosmer defenders still talking about the month of April and May? Every year, I'm like... Have, how are you, like do you not recognize patterns that are slapping you in the face on a week, on a yearly basis? Are there Hosmer defenders? Oh, there are Hosmer defenders, my guy. Oh, these poor there people. There are Hosmer defenders, and these I, poor delusional people. I have zero clue what they're watching. Honestly, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what they're watching. There's literally a Twitter account. One of my favorite Twitter accounts did Eric Hosmer ground out today. We've referenced it so many times. We have, and they are already able in the <laughs> second inning to tweet yes. Shout out you guys. He is so bad. And the thing, again, that we've talked about on several occasions that bothers me is his damn defense. The amount of errors he's caused our infielders because he has no idea where to be around the bag, it makes me sick that he's won gold gloves. It makes four, me sick. Four gold gloves. It, what? How? It makes me sick. Is that how many Mike Trout has won? Like if that. that's as many as Mike Trout has it's won, gotta be, it's something, gotta be close. something went horrifically wrong with the Baseball Writers of America, whoever votes on these damn Or it was words. just four of the worst first baseman fielding years of all time. I mean, that it must have been groundbreaking <laughs> because there's nothing that could explain this idiot having four gold gloves. It looks like he's playing with the wrong hand. It does. It really does. It looks like he has just no clue. It looks like the first time he's ever stepped. That, that, like... It looks like when Will Myers was when we tried to shift him to first base. Yeah, and even Will Myers did better. I mean, I just, I mean, I just, I hate this guy, bro. I can't I, stand him. And and what makes it worse is that he's. This is one thing that bothers me that I don't think enough people talk about, but he is so slow and unathletic. <laughs> it like actually bothers me. Yeah, because I'm like Luke, Luke Voigt runs is, faster yeah, than him. <laughs> Luke Voigt is slow and stuff, but like. I don't care because you're allowed to be slow if you're trotting around you're the base. You're an all these... elephant with a baseball bat <laughs> in your hands. I don't care if Dude, you're you slow. Can, you can jog all you want. You hit home runs. Jog the bases. I don't need you to be sprinting. Hosmer's grounding into second base and then trying to like beat it out or whatever. And I'm like, Dude, this is hard to watch. This is hard to watch. I hate this guy. Yeah. It, it, the way that – the way that, remember, I, I think I texted you one day. and was like, dude, I tune in. If I'm not watching the game, I'll peer on my phone to watch yeah. Manny Machado's at-bats. I do the exact opposite for Hosmer's. Oh, yeah. I turn it off. I leave the room. I could be watching it on TV with five people over there because it's a big game against the Dodgers. I'll be like, okay, guys, intermission. Switching. Intermission. Switching. Dude, he is... I got a cool YouTube video to show you guys. <laughs> it's like bases loaded, nobody out. You're like, oh, no, no action no. here. Nothing about to happen here. Yeah, let's except all, for a GIDP. Let's all go have a smoke break. My God. Goodness, man! I, watching him play baseball is like a—it's literally an eyesore. Yeah, it's an eyesore. Yeah, it is. Which sucks because the rest of our team are just sexy beasts. Yeah, the rest of our right. team—the rest of our team is putting forth effort to get better every single day. I don't think uh, we can say the same about Eric Hosmer. I don't know. I don't. I really I, don't. I think no amount of effort is going to save this man. Frankly, I, I really don't either. I think I, here's here's my take on what happens with Eric Hosmer. Yeah. I think he is going to stay on this team through the end of 2022. And I think the second we are done holding up the World Series trophy, because we're going to win the World Series, obviously, (laughs) he is going to be traded so fast 
for three bags of sunflower seeds. I mean, we'll be lucky to get that. We'll be lucky. I honestly, I would take just take him Jake Arietta at take first him. base. <laughs> <laughs> take this man for free. I don't want to see him anymore. I don't. DFA. He ruins my friend. He ruins my entire just my attitude watching a Padres game. Like I'm just instantly upset. Yeah, it's it is heartbreaking. You know what's crazy too? I this is this is something interesting that I've been noticing. Bob Melvin puts in a defensive replacement for Hosmer he does. at the end of games. And you know what that is? That's a precursor to you bench. Yeah. You bench. Like they'll they'll sub or like they'll move Cronenworth the first, you know, or like it's it's really interesting. Yeah. As he should. As he should. And you know what, man? Bob, Bob Melvin is so used to not having like huge contracts that you're forced to play that yeah. I don't even think it crosses his mind. Damn, I think as he it ju- shouldn't. I think he just goes uh, best Who's the best on the player? Field. Yes. Put him, put him there. Put him on. I mean, Great. he is a joke defensively. I can't watch him. Moving on from Eric Hosmer because I just now- love that this whole entire time we, you've talked about how poorly he plays defensively and his offensive is, numbers is somehow probably worse than his defense. 580 OPS in the last 30 games. Yeah, so go that's ahead. 120 points below the league average. 123 points to be exact. Say that OPS below- value again. 580. What's the league average? 703. 703 is the league average. League average. League average. Yeah. That is like, that's like Ha-Sung Kim. Ha-Sung Kim is below league average. He's like 100 points below Ha-Sung Kim. That's just. Like, it's pitiful how bad he is at the plate. It's embarrassing. Move it. I mean, we could change our podcast name to Eric Cosmer sucks. And I think. We could. I think like. We could fill up an hour episode each time. We could. And honestly, we could do a weekly, daily episode. And have new things to complain about. Yeah, we could. It's like he just surprised. I, you know what, Hosmer? I commend you for surprising me this often <laughs> with stuff to complain about. It's it's honestly impressive. It is. I shouldn't be able to find something new every week to complain about with you for a guy who's a tenured veteran like yourself. And yet here we are. Making 20 mil. But let me just finish with this. You're worthless. If you ever listen to this, you're worthless. Maybe you're a nice guy. Maybe you're not. You know, if, at least you provide value somewhere. I hope to God you do because on a baseball field, I find more value on this team from Mike Schilt, who's <laughs> obviously <laughs> barely with the team. I mean, you're a laughing stock, my friend. Yeah, he is. Moving on. He so is. Moving on. Moving on. So there's obviously, you know, the, we've had a couple of underperformers, and I'm going to have to go ahead and bite the bullet on this next one. Because I've been an avid defender of this man for quite some time, mm-hmm. including including this year, beginning of the year especially, when Melvin brought him out batting second, batting leadoff on multiple occasions. And yep, yep. It, it, it paid dividends at the time, but I will say I have moved on mentally from Austin Nola. Austin Nola has been a massive disappointment, and that's besides the home run he hit you know, last night. Or when you're listening to this, his this second home run of the second year in June. Year. I mean, I, actually, what's his OPS? Would you mind? Let's, let's, let's yeah, find out. I mean, he let's has been. Be he's been terrible, frankly. And on, um, dude, this is the thing that bothers me. When you, like, <laughs> what is it? Season OPS is six oh four. I mean, he's been. That's a hundred and thirty nine points below his career average. By the way, that's really bad. He looks lost. I don't know what else to say. He, there's not much to him. But again. This is where things bother me. You're not going to Okay, me. this this is actually sorry to cut you off, yeah, but this is actually interesting. Go His ahead. OPS the last 7 games, very small sample size. 885. Nola? Yeah. Have yeah. I been missing something? 
Did he hit some doubles? I mean, he hit a home run. Seven for 22. 318 average. He's only struck out three times. I mean, yeah, he doesn't strike out, which I really like about him. Yeah. Four but, RBIs. I wish it told me doubles in this little in this little window, but that's not bad. That's, that's encouraging. That's not bad. That's it's not encouraging. Bad. But, however, yes, you're right. He has been garbage however, for this whole year. This is the other thing that bothers me. So you're not going to hear me complain too much about Hassan Kim. You're not going to hear me complain too much about Trent Grisham because they provide value in other places. Hassan Kim is pretty fast. Yeah. Trent Grisham is lightning. Lightning fast. And yeah. he's a beast defensively. Hassan Kim, beast defensively. Yeah. Austin Nola has been noticeably bad on defense, and I don't know if other Padre fans are seeing this, but like, I don't trust him behind the dish. He's not going to throw anyone out. He's got a weak arm. Terrible He's arm. slow on the pop-up. Alfaro's got a cannon for an arm. Alfaro, Alfaro is also hits for power. jacked out of his mind. Yeah. <laughs> Alfaro hits for power. There's just so many things I like more about Alfaro than, than Nola. And first of all, once again, got to commend AJ Preller because we were all like, ugh. Ty France, get out of town, kid. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, that was that was on par with the Clevenger trade. Yeah, it's it's about as bad. And uh, I'm a massive Mike Clevenger apologist. I like him because of his attitude. I like him because of his stuff. But yeah. that that trade was pretty brutal, and the, the Nola trade is right up there with it. Right, Ty France. This I think he's the second leader in, in the American League yeah, in hits. He's, he's breaking. He's yeah, hits for power. He hits for everything. He's playing out of his mind. Yeah, yeah he he's really one is one of the best hitters and, in baseball. And I believe we gave up Andres Munoz with him. But again, I'm commending AJ Preller for his incredible acquisition of Jorge Alfaro. Because yeah, we were. That's where I was going with that. We were taking a dump on Alfaro. We were Alfaro. like, you literally, quote unquote, said, "I don't even acknowledge Alfaro." <laughs> That was like that's one of the sound bites. Check out our Twitter page. I, it is. I, I, it's it literally is. one yeah, of the sound it, bites it, I posted. It is. Trevor is saying, "I don't even acknowledge Alfaro." I'm also on record apologizing for that quote. So, just and now this guy before I'm you like, get all happy. <laughs> now this guy should be he should be our everyday catcher. Frankly, he is at this point. Yeah. The only reason he's catching tonight is because you Darvish is pitching. I've seen Alfaro two thirds of the time. Yeah. Because you 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 have to like the day game after the night game thing double yeah. headers stuff totally. like that. You have you, to. you have to have two catchers. It's a platoon. Yeah. It, it yeah by by design it is a platooned position. But totally. Alfaro is the primary catcher. Now. And he's playing so well. I mean, what is he, he hitting? Yeah. Two two eighty. Two eighty something. 280 something with some yeah. with some pop. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Pretty good. Especially from a position that we have had absolutely zero offensive production. No production yeah. offensively. And I like his defense frankly more than Nola's at this point in time. His arm is better. His Cannon. calling his game call ability is not as good. Nola not calls a better game. Right. But he's also he's brick wall back there for the most part. Yep. And he's just got a cannon. cannon Nola has neither arm. of those. Yeah. He's got a cannon for an arm. So, I I will say you know maybe Nola ends up hitting two fifty two sixty. I think that's very generous. You think? I think that is. What's he at right now? Two twenty. I think he's hitting like two fifteen or something. Like no, that. no, he's not in two fifteen. Is it two fifteen? Oh, two twenty nine. Yeah. Okay. So it's definitely possible. He has a stolen base. That's unbelievable. <laughs> that must have been first and third. They yeah. just let him go. That's two hilarious. outs. Yeah. No defensive indifference doesn't count. It doesn't count? No, they don't count those. What? Stone bases, yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I, playing fantasy baseball this year has reminded me It's really me taught of you a lot, I see. Yeah. Statistically speaking. Yeah. I haven't played fantasy baseball in a while. That's great. It's pretty fun. Man, yeah. a good time. Okay. So anyway, that's, those are my thoughts on NOLA. Do with that information what you will. That's where I'm at now mentally. Uh, I will say this about Trent Grisham since I brought him up briefly. Clearly, he's turning it around offensively. 
In fact, I went to the day game during the doubleheader against the Rockies, and I, the, the fan I was with, shout out Carly Lentz, I was, Grisham came up to the plate, and I said, she was like, oh, gosh, Grisham. And I was like, Grisham's been hitting pretty well lately. And I think he's turning around offensively. What did he do? He hit a home run? He hit a home run. <laughs> the next pitch, he hit a home run. I was like. What did I tell you? Put me in the front office. <laughs> this is out of control. Put me on the bench. I can be Matt Berdar. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Anyway, Michael so Bernard. so what is it? Oh, damn, we always do that. I know it's always Matt. You and I, don't I know both why. say Matt. It's like a Nelson. Man- it's like a Mandela effect thing. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. I don't know why. Anyway, I think Grisham's turning around. I'm not expecting some monster offensive season from this guy, maybe ever. But if he can just be serviceable, we don't need much. If you're batting eighth or ninth in the lineup, I mean, I know you're hitting leadoff tonight because we're obviously missing Machado and things had to be shifted. But if you can, you know, give us a little bit of that. I'm okay with it, you know? Oh, good, I'm good. Give us something. <sighs> oh, my God. The way that umpire yeah, <laughs> covered was, himself to get out of the way. That was hilarious. That was, that was great. So, anyway, any, you have thoughts Grisham, on Grisham? Grisham has been so annoying to me. Mm-hmm. So annoying to me. I how can't so? get over just how many great pitches to hit he looks at and yeah. how many awful pitches he swings at. Yeah. His, like It's like it's backwards to him. And then... And he's shown flashes, but nothing consistent. Yeah. So I'm not ready to stop dumping on him. Okay. But I'll give him credit where credit's due. He's hit a couple of he's hit a couple of untimely home runs, in my opinion. And I'm just like, all right, cool, big deal. Solo home run against the Rockies, where we got swept. Like, cool, yeah. thanks. But I don't know, man. I I just I, he's I've lost he's lost my trust. Okay. He's lost my trust. After 2020, we were he hit like 14 home runs that year. Yeah, he was so like good he that was, but he was hitting for pop. And he was a Dodgers killer. Which yeah, was just even and like, better. So, and this year he's hit like four. Yeah. In like 10 more games than that entire season. Yeah. I've just seen nothing encouraging. He's at five. He's at five bombs. Yeah, he's like actually. he's regressed a lot for sure. It he seems. Has. But he was hitting more doubles recently. He's hitting more doubles. He can bunt, though. He's the best bunter. Which, yeah, he can bunt. That's great. You know, the you, th- there's a time and a place for that. I want I want some on-base percentage. Yeah, and like I said, I think he's turning around. Again, I'm not expecting some breakout year from him ever. I've, I've moved on from the fact that he's obviously not going to be a good hitter. Yeah. But if he can just be okay, that's really all we need. That'll do it for us here on Drunk with Monks. That's that'll do it for you guys, too. Yes. <laughs> that guy over there with the snarkiness is Trevor Messenger. At Trevor Mess 22 baby. Yeah, I'm Eve Berkovitz. Uh, we are at Drunk with Monks on Twitter and Instagram. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we are. Appreciate it.